and welcome to another episode of Uncle Dad Talks. I'm Uncle Dad, and I'm here with the one and only legendary Baby Gay. What's up, Baby Gay? Hello again. Uh, yeah, it's been a little bit. Uh, we have been, we took a hiatus, and the reason why we took the hiatus, actually, hold on, I'm getting ahead of myself. It's been a while, but we got to shake the rust off. Um, what you just heard is... Loud Noises by Mikey Geiger, and you can find that on Soundstripe.com. And as always, if you want a discount uh, for your first month subscription of Soundstripe, go to or use promo code Uncle Dad Talks Ten, and that'll save you how much, baby game? Ten percent. Ten percent what? Off? Yes. <laughs> and that is always a good deal when you get to save money. I say, so especially in today's climate where every dollar counts, and you want to be out there creating some good stuff. I definitely think. Right now is the time to hop on Soundstripe, get some great uh, music that you can license and use for your projects. And again, you can save 10% by using promo code UncleDadTalks10. Uh, now, back to my what I was saying. Uh, yeah, we took a little bit of a hiatus. Uh, baby Game, I'm sure you know, you know why, and I'm sure some people know why. But let me explain why we did. Uh, we actually, uh, by we, I should say myself and... Uh, Mike Hampton had been working on a project about bringing his character back, and we have talked about it uh, fairly often on the show here and there. And we're bringing back the Captain A-Hole series. And the Captain A-Hole series is a comic book from the Bay Area that Mike made about 20 years ago. And we are now kind of remastering and, re- and recreating these these books that were originally released many moons ago and reintroducing the character again. So the cool thing is we just released uh, on July 13th, uh, the very first of the first, the first of the three remasters. And that is Captain A-Hole's Guide to Dating. And that's officially out. You can buy that actually online on our website, uncledadcomics.com. You can buy that for $5 bagged and boarded, or you can get it signed or have it signed for um, ten dollars bag and boarded keep in mind both prices will also have to include um shipping and taxes so just keep that in mind uh we do have some other special things kind of coming out so that's really cool and also if you are in the santa cruz area or just the bay area in general we are officially at our first retail location which is going to be the very fun small petite um comic book shop called Comicopolis, and you can go find them in downtown Santa Cruz. Uh, go down, uh, go check them out when you're there buying your weekly comic books. We really appreciate the help. Not only are you supporting us, but you're also supporting local comic book shops, and that's always important. Uh, David Gabe, I know I'm talking too much, so go ahead and say something. Oh, I, I read through it. It's it's a very uh, good read, especially read, for you know, a character what, that I... What? Oh, uh, Captain Ahol's Guide to Dating. Oh, okay. Do you need tips? Yeah. Uh, huh? You need some tips or what? I did need some <laughs> yeah, tips. Yeah, your wife was like, oh, yeah. you know what? Get out of here. <laughs> you never take me out anymore. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. I flipped through the book. I'm like, okay, now I know the ideal circumstances for a date. Yeah, for an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so you're happy with your book. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, yes, we, I am. Uh, it's been doing fairly well. Uh, my thing, too, that I want to kind of say is like these books – they mean a lot to me. And again, I'm not going to get into that details because if you want to listen to that, go to episode two, I believe. Uh, two. Episode two, where me and Mike Campton and Baby Gabe all chat about Mike Campton's story and about the premise uh, of the book. Um, but it was just nice to see these come back. And it was just very surreal to see a book that I published in, in a store now. Uh, so it's, it's nice. That the, the future is looking bright because we have some amazing things down that down the pipeline for uh, Captain A-Hole, and I can't wait for that. Um, but yeah, so we're not talking about Captain A-Hole today. We're actually going to talk about something else, uh, something that, that Baby Gabe loves, and that's uh, things that suck, literally. Uh, we are talking about uh, vampires. Yes, that's right. I, I enjoy, you know, teen dramas, and every teen drama I feel like has vampires. Yeah. So, and so why not read comic books yeah, about vampires? Yeah, so we're actually just talking about Twilight today. That's I'm going to be completely honest. <laughs> it's just Twilight. This is the uh, Uncle Dad read-through of Twilight. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, you know what? I don't have it on me right now. Oh, wait. I guess I can read Fifty Shades of Grey. I have that on me. So. <laughs> Which uh, I'm sure you know that was a uh, that was a fan fiction, right? Of uh, Touch with Twilight. Did you know that? I, I have no clue. I have not read it. Do you know what uh, Fifty Shades of Grey is? I know what Fifty Shades of Grey is, but I've never read <laughs> oh, it. I have no interest read in reading it. <laughs> <laughs> I know you tell me. You're my father. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Um, no, so I mean, I don't know why I'm going to get into, on a tangent about this, but uh, I just have to say it. I have no shame. 
I read Fifty Shades of Grey. People are going to listen to this and be like, oh, what the fuck? I'm like, yeah, I read it. Fuck off. <laughs> um, but yeah, Fifty Shades of Grey, well, from what I understand, was a, it was a, um, a, originally a fan fiction of Twilight. Uh, yeah, and it was written by that one girl, whatever her name was, uh, E.L. James, I think. And uh, yeah, it was just a fan fiction that she converted into a book. And then obviously the rest is history. Um, Baby Gabe, I can see your face. You clearly don't care. <laughs> I, I don't. It's E.L. James, by the way. That's what I said. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I know what saying. I know, right. my, I know my work by E.L. James. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, man. Do you know if E.L. James ever listened to this? Holy shit, that'd be so funny if we had her on the show. <laughs> Hear my contempt about Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> yeah. Like, and why? And you know what? And to be completely honest, why isn't there a Fifty Shades of Grey comic book adaptation? Like, yeah, I mean, with comic books being more sexual nowadays, like, why not? Why isn't there a a version of it that has, I don't know, these characters in comic book form? Right, right. Um, so, anyways, that's that's a side tangent. But yes, we're talking about <laughs> vampires and comic books, and we're really just—it's going to be kind of like that movie episode we did where we talked about why do comic book movies suck. That was episode four, five, four, I believe. You yeah. think oh, we'd know our own episodes? I—I <laughs> I don't have it in front of me. I don't have it memorized. No, baby Gabe's the technician. He does these shows and he's like, I, you know what? I don't know how to do my job anymore. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I never knew how to do my job. <laughs> True. You're right. You're right. I mean, again, he's only, he's only here because he's free. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, that but, nepotism. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're going to talk just, we're going to have an open conversation about vampires and comic books. Uh, really, there is no set, like we're going to miss probably a lot. I'm going to be completely honest because like, I know there's tons of vampires in comic books. Uh, just that there is tons of zombies in comic books. Uh, what I will say is just enjoy the conversation with us. Uh, if you have anything you want to add to this, um, the, you know, the listener, please, you know, email us at uh, babygabe at uncledadcomics.com. Subject line, vampires rock. Uh, we will love to read that. Maybe, you know, because I'm thinking... I was kind of playing around with the idea, baby Gabe. We should do some email reads from uh, yeah. listeners. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Uh, yes. So for this episode, uh, email baby Gabe at uncledadcomics.com. Please write in the subject line, uh, Vampires Rock, and then write whatever your heart desires. And I promise you, we will read it. Actually, let me correct myself. I promise we will read it. But the only reason I won't read it or we won't read it is because if it's, I don't care if it's too vulgar, that's not a problem. But if it's if it's a advertisement of some sort, so if you want us to, to advertise something, we're not going to do that at all. If you want to pay for that advertising, it's a different thing. But if you want to just have us read anything that your thoughts on vampires or the subject matter, let's do it. So yeah, baby Gabe at uncledadcomics.com, subject line vampire rocks. So I know what I kind of want to talk about, but I'm going to let you kind of have the floor first, uh, baby Gabe. Vampires of comics, go. Reading through, you know, uh, a few issues that had to do with vampires or just are all about vampires. I feel like Bram Stoker's Dracula novel, the you know, the very original introduction to vampires, is probably one of the most, if not the most, uh, adapted fictional character. I guess I suppose um, works of fiction in maybe all of literature, aside from maybe now zombies. So I just. There's so much out there, and I feel like it's evolved so much from the original that people take it, you know, wherever they want to. And it, it's really interesting to see like what people do. It's just interesting to see like how much uh, this one character that was written in 1857, I want to say. I think it was like 1857, yeah. Or like 1897, oh, sorry. 1897. Yeah, it's it's just interesting to see like how people have taken this character or just, you know, the theme of vampires and made it their own. Oh, sure. Uh, for example, oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, oh, go, go ahead, ahead. Baby you're right. Oh no, I was just gonna say, for example, I, I just started reading, uh, well, not sorry, but I just finished reading, uh, Vampirella. Oh, okay. Uh, it was, it was a collaboration. It was like a master, uh, copy, a uh, graphic novel from, you know, several different writers. And it's interesting to see like a different form of vampire. No, it's just interesting to see, uh, you know, this, this fictional character lasts through, you know, almost two centuries of, of writing and adapted into, you know, several screenplays, obviously, uh, TV shows. Um, Did you say just several? I feel like it's going to be hundreds. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, there's, I don't even know how many. So, okay. Quickly side, quick sidetrack, quick sidetrack. What is your favorite 
Dracula movie. Not vampire movie, Dracula movie. I, uh, I don't know. Honestly. Okay, so you know what? Let's flip it. Let's flip it. What's your favorite just vampire movie? Just vampire movie? Yeah. I, I can't even think of a vampire movie right now. For some reason, I feel like you would be like an interview with a vampire kind of guy. Interview with a vampire is awesome. It really is. It's, <laughs> it's probably cool. uh, it's probably yeah. one of my top ones. Uh, sure. Favorite anything vampire related when it comes to like film or TV is what we do in the shadows, the TV show. Okay, I haven't that's, seen that. that is, but oh, a, dude, it's so funny. It's fantastic. I have a friend, and she watched it the other day, and she was telling me about it. I know, not the other day, but a while ago. Mm-hmm. I was like, "What the fuck is this show?" Like, I don't even know what it is, but yeah, I guess it's supposed to be like hella good, right? It's a mockumentary, and it's based off of a film. Oh, it's a mockumentary, really? Yeah, okay. yeah. And it's based off of a film of the same name done by uh, Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement. Really? Yes. And uh, the movie was good. I, it wasn't the best. It had a lot of pacing issues, but they did a fantastic job with the show. It's on Hulu. Highly recommend it. It is definitely my favorite show. Okay. And you know what? My, my favorite vampire movie. Now, I'm going to be a little bit of a, what do you want to call it? A little, um, warning, I guess, is I haven't seen this movie in a very long time, but I okay. remember I liked it a lot. And I might be incredibly offensive now just because it, it was it's Eddie Murphy's in it, but it's directed by Wes Craven. And we all know Wes oh, Craven's okay. a, a horror yeah. icon. This yeah. movie, and if you know what I'm talking about, David Gabe, you're going to get a, a high five. <laughs> uh, a Vampire in Brooklyn. Yes. Do you know that movie? I do know. I haven't seen it in some time, but I remember yeah, enjoying I seen it. Yeah, I not either. And it stars Eddie Murphy and Angela Bassett, both iconic, you know, black actors. Uh Eddie Murphy at that time, I still think was pretty dicey in the way he, what he said. Mm-hmm. But I, that's what I'm saying. I can't remember how dicey this movie was. But yeah, you know, it's it's fucking directed by, uh, it's directed by uh, Wes Craven, and then it's and it's even written by uh, Charlie Murphy. Oh, really? Yeah, his brother. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, uh, that's cool. Uh, but it's, it's funny, and and again, I know we're most time about comic books, but I just gotta throw this out there. It's funny how like those kind of things don't exist anymore. Like a, a black, you know vampire driven character right like they don't just they just don't really exist anymore like you know uh age talked about it remember when age was on the show and if you mm-hmm. haven't heard that episode yet that was our last episode go listen to that age scott good good ass guy man i love that guy uh brought up blackula like he had a, such a good point more mm-hmm. i thought about it, like bringing up bringing back those type of black exploitation you know characters yeah and putting them in a comic book form i think that was such a great idea Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, yeah. So I would probably say Vampire in Brooklyn was my favorite. And again, I haven't seen that in a long time. Interview. With you the need vampires. to go back and see if it holds up. Yeah, right. You know what I thought was pretty awesome though. Huh. And again, I haven't seen it literally since 2000. But was the movie Dracula 2000? I don't remember that movie. I know it exists, but I don't really remember. <laughs> I it. can't even remember who's in it. But I remember thinking it was so like stupid and campy. But for some <laughs> reason, it was awesome. I, I don't know. Let me see here. Hold on. Uh, uh, yeah, so that was it was back in the year two thousand at a budget mm-hmm. of fifty four million dollars. It was directed by Patrick Lucier, uh, produced actually by Wes Craven. Oh wow! Okay. Um, but yeah, I remember it being like again, it was like Dracula in the year two thousand. Oh my god, it was so funny. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, it had a yeah. It had like the who's who of like, you know, B movies back then. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, Dracula two thousand. And you can watch it on Prime now for two ninety nine, just so you know. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, anyways, yeah, I don't want to get sidetracked, but yes, uh, those are all like good examples. But anyways, comic books and vampires. You can go first, baby game, please. So you're talking. Know, like, so give me give me some favorite comic book stories storylines of my vampires. So uh, like I said, I read through uh, like uh, a master collection of Vampirella. Okay, it was really good. Okay, uh, which Vampirella was created by uh, Forrest Ackerman and Trina Robbins. Nice. And I, I'd actually never had an, an interaction with any Vampirella um, like comic books beforehand. Do you know currently there's a series running where it's um, I want to say Betty. Um, what's that girl's name from Archie? All I know her is Betty. No, the other one, uh, Veronica. Veronica. Yeah. Yeah. So Betty, Veronica, <clears throat> Red Sonia, and Vampirella are all together. Really? Yeah. I haven't read it, but I, I said that concept to me is just so crazy sounding. Interesting. <laughs> That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I read through it. Uh, one of the main arcs in the what I read was I think it was called the Unholy War, where essentially she's waging war against like an entire like vampire. Um. 
I guess they're technically a religion because you have things like uh, instead of bishops, they're black bishops, the black pope thing, like things like that. Gotcha. Okay. So it, it, they're like anti-Catholics essentially. Right. Right. Did and, you- and it was it was really good. You know, it was, it was very interesting. I feel like it was, it's a good uh, dive into uh, anything Vampirella if you haven't read it before. Now, did you know there's a Vampirella movie? I think I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. Yeah, so it came out like in '96, I believe, and it was—I uh, mm-hmm. want to say it was directed by Roger Corman, or maybe not. No, no, no. Maybe it wasn't directed. Maybe it was produced by him or something like that. But anyways, Vampirella. I remember that being a very much a like because when I first heard of Vampirella, mm-hmm. uh, like back in the day, I remember her being very much like a a pulpy, like sexy, you know. Yeah, vampire thing, and I really didn't think anything much of it, and I barely remember that movie. But uh, we should, uh, we should like watch. I think for Halloween we should watch like horror-related shitty comic movies. <laughs> no, that'd be good. No, no, that would be good. I'm sure there's plenty out there. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Talk about uh, why comic books suck 2.0. I mean, that's comic gonna, movies. Yeah. That's going to be like a 3.0, 4.0 series. Come on. <laughs> uh, there's too many of them. Just a continuation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, okay. Now, your most notable, like, vampire comics. I mean, or just vampires in, like, some sort of I mean, like, comic. It doesn't have to we be. We can't talk about this and not talk about Blade. No, for sure. For sure. Yeah. He's, um, would probably be, like, the number one. Definitely up there for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. in Blade, so it's funny because, like, I, you know, obviously, every when I, I feel like most people know Blade because of obviously the, the movie, mm-hmm. and which is cool. I mean, that movie was fun, and I think it's time to. I mean, what is coming back, right? Like, what is it? Yeah, Mark, they're Mark, bringing Mark, it back. Yeah, Mahershala Ali is going to play. Yep. Yeah, Blade, right? Yep. Uh, but here's the question: Do you know his first appearance, uh, Blade? Blade's first appearance? Oh, I think we've talked about this, but I can't remember. It's a Tomb of Dracula number 10. Come on, bro. That's right. That's uh, right. I Yeah. Yeah, it's his first appearance there. Um, I don't own that book, but holy fuck, I wish I had that book. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think Tomb of Dracula... Well, okay, so I, I, I really don't even know that franchise that well, and I probably sound so dumb right now, and I'm, to all the listeners, I'm sorry. I just don't really read vampire driven character stories like Tomb of Dracula mm-hmm. like again obviously I want that because you know it's a very monumental comic book and you know it should be in everybody's collection you know that's, right. that's a must have right uh, but I feel like when it comes to comic book comic books and vampires the one who stands out to me the most besides obviously Blade is uh, Morbius oh yeah I know I actually forgot about Morbius yeah um Morbius is a yeah. That's a and I forget his name. His name is you. I feel like you know his name for some reason. I don't. You struck me uh, as somebody who's like Morbius, Morbius the Living Vampire. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. Uh, Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man 101. Yeah. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 101, which is kind of crazy too when you think about it, because he's relatively new. Then he's like what to 70, so he's not that old. 71. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, it's Doctor Michael Morbius. Yes. There we go. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, and I, I really don't know a whole lot about him either. I mean, I, I know that because to me, I remember, I remember Morbius the most in seeing him in the Spider-Man cartoons back in the day. Right, right, right. I remember him being such an interesting character because like he kind of looks like Dracula, but not really. Or at mm-hmm. least he looked like Dracula, what I would think he would look like, right? Uh, but I, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, I just feel like I have a hard time. Uh, I have a hard time talking about vampires in comics because I don't know a whole lot about vampires in comics. So I know you're a big vampire guy. So I was hoping you would educate me more in uh, different yeah. vampire characters. So please. Um, well, just like, I don't know. Uh, cause most of my stuff does come from like, you know, reading Bram Stoker's Dracula, which they actually have a comic book adaptation of the, of the original novel. So that they take the writing from Bram Stoker and then it's art by uh, Mike Mignola. And then uh, Roy oh. Thomas also does some extra writing as well. And it's, so it's interesting. It's like if you've never read the, the book, or if you're really not into reading, you know, novels in general, um, it, it's, it's a nice way to introduce yourself to the original writing. Plus, there's some really nice artwork uh, that's in there. They have a, a black and white version and also a colored version. Right. Which I'm, I'm kind of a fan of the black and white version because, you know, it is something from the 1800s. Right. I, um, so it's kind of cool to see it that way. You said it was, it was drawn by Mike Mignola? Yes. Dude, his art is fucking amazing. Mike, Mike Mignola, in my opinion, draws in a way that nobody else can draw. No, I definitely agree. I mean, uh, with like Hellboy. Yeah, yeah. Well, Hellboy, R.I.P.D. Uh, That's right, R.I.P.D., yeah. Uh, I mean, he just has a tons of good stuff. Yeah, right? uh, I, Gotham I, by Gaslight. Gotham by Gaslight, yeah. yeah. Gotham by Gaslight. Just, he, he just draws in such a way where 
and it's funny because if you look, if you compare like a Mike Mignola piece to like let's say an Alex Ross piece, mm-hmm. it's like obviously Alex Ross is overall it's just better overall, right? But it's like right. we're still for some reason the way Mike Mignola, Mike, Mike Mignola draws, it's just. I don't know. It's it's amazing. And if you follow him on Instagram, I don't know if you do or not, but it's great because he posts a lot of like like original pieces he does on, on other characters. Like he mm. did a bunch of Pokemon characters. Yeah. And it was so cool to see Mike yes. Canola draw Pokemon. I don't yes, know. I, just, I do remember that. Yeah, it was just interesting. But uh, anyways, continue, baby game. <laughs> oh no! Uh, so what I was just saying is like uh, like reading the comic book version is is a good way, especially if like I said, if you're not too big into books, you prefer like more visuals. Uh, reading the Bram Stoker's Dracula comic book is a really good way to introduce yourself to like the original character and just to see where like where it all started essentially. And you know, I mean, they've thrown you know vampires and Dracula into even such series as um, Marvel, yeah. which I know they they just reintroduced uh, Dracula and Wolverine number one. Yep, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I, I just read through that really uh, recently. It was so now- good. Hold on. You were talking about Wolverine number one. Wolverine number one, when? 2020? Uh, February 2020, uh, written okay. by uh, Benjamin Percy, uh, awesome. then art by uh, Adam Kubert. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. It was so good. Like, you have the whole, like, Wolverine number one story. And then, like, at the end of uh, issue one, you have, like, a side story um, that introduces Dracula. And I, I, I need to catch up on the Wolverine series if they're going to keep uh, Dracula on this or if it's going to be, like, a separate. Uh, series i think but, that series they're only three books in so i think you're okay yeah i, I don't think they're they're too far in so uh yeah. i need to go to a comic book shop and and uh pick them up but yeah. just but w- hold on i'm gonna stop you there because you know what else is really great about comic books what that you can get them delivered to your door <laughs> that's right uh really quickly you know we got to do it uh multiversecomicbox.com uh, we're talking about all these great comic books. Who knows? You actually might get that in your comic book, uh, comic book box. Imagine that. Getting a comic book box, you pay whatever it is, you open it up, and holy fuck, there's too much Dracula number 10. Could you imagine that feeling? You just hit payday, man. And you and that that is completely possible when you sign up for multiversecomicbox.com. Uh, they have one of the best subscriptions when it comes to... Uh, Comic book, uh, monthly comic book subscription boxes, they are the best. Uh, maybe Gabe, you tell me your thoughts. No, I, I definitely think they're they're great for those who are looking for you know just something new to read, something random, something you would probably not just you know pick up off the shelf. Also, uh, as you mentioned before, you know, they do a lot of uh, high quality graded uh, CGC uh, comics. And uh, what they announced recently on their Instagram is one of the mystery items that you might get is actually a stand for your CGC graded comic book as well. So you can, you know, probably display it on your, your bookshelf or wherever. Absolutely. And that's um, so for people, for, for the CGC collectors out there, I know that finding a spot to put your book is always a pain in the ass. So yeah, getting a, a, a stand included as a bonus item is such a good, such a good deal. Uh, and yeah, and the best part about this is we are going to, as always, give you a discount for Multiverse Comic Box. Mm-hmm. And baby Gabe, what is that code? Uncle Dad 10. You'll save 10% off your first month subscription. I mean, come on. That's basically, again, a free 10 bucks probably back, depending on what subscription you go with. You're going to get some money back, basically. I mean, you can't beat that. You get to collect more comics. And again, on the subject of vampires, who knows? Maybe you'll get some vampire comics. And if you get vampire comics, you need to take a picture and send that to babygabe at uncledadcomics.com so we can all lose a shit about it that you got uh, (laughs) two directly at 10 because that's going to be amazing. Uh, yeah. So also, if you're going to do that, uh, uh, tag Uncle Dad uh, on Instagram at Uncle Dad Comics and uh, at babygabe underscore UDT. That's right. That's right. I posted about this already if you don't follow me on Instagram, but if you don't, I'm going to tell you. Baby Gabe has a goddamn Instagram now. <laughs> uh, so go, go, go follow him and support our beloved uh, little man. Uh, support him at Instagram at babygabe underscore UDT. Uh, make sure when you go there, you DM him and send him a a, a very inappropriate picture, whatever no, you want. No, 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 I'm I'm stopping that right now. Do not do that. I'm more than happy to hold a conversation with you, but not condone. No, no. That. You tell them. You tell them. Hey, Uncle Dad said do it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, look. I'm just trying to make it fun for Baby Gabe. That's yeah, all I want. I want yeah. Baby Gabe to open his inbox and be like, "Oh, <laughs> no, thank you." Uh, hey, I didn't say penis pictures. I just said. <laughs> send them something inappropriate. <laughs> Keep in mind, I am a minor, so. 
He's a minor. He's only 12. So sorry. Maybe I should take that back. Yeah, I had to lie about the terms on Instagram saying I'm older than 13. Oh, you know what? To be safe, no, he's not. He's actually in his 30s. Oh, wait, no. He's actually, I'm sorry. He's 27. 27, yeah. There you go. Uh, but yeah, multiversecomicbox.com. Please go check him out. All right. So, baby game, now that we got that out of the way, you have to tell me, is there a, is there any sort of hero that you wish the, that would, that would become a vampire? Maybe not even hero, maybe not even hero, just any, any, any villain or whatever. Anybody? Uh, I mean, anybody become a vampire. Ooh. I know Batman's become a vampire before, uh, which was really interesting. There was a, ah, uh, I cannot remember what the series is called right now, but it was like a, a separate universe. Oh, it's going to bother the shit out of me until I remember. But I do know there was a version of, of Batman who was a vampire. And so essentially like his non-killing rule did not exist because he would like drain the blood of his victims. And it was really cool. There was also a movie about it, but again, I'm blanking on the name, so I cannot remember. There's a movie about the vampire? Yeah, an animated the movie. Uh, it's about Justice League. I think it's called Justice League Dark. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about yeah. that. Yes, that's right. That's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. It was no. uh no it might not have been just no it's not just a sleep dark. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say his name, but there's somebody I'll just say um with the number four four zero in his name and uh, they reached out to me and they were like, you know what you guys should do? You guys should really talk about um the the, the DC animated movies. They are great. Um, they are great. Uh, and I wanna let that person know because I'm pretty sure they're listening. Uh, Hello. I think we're gonna do that very soon. I'm down. Um we have some big interviews coming up. I can't really talk about yet what they are, but they're very big. Um, so probably after that, we'll probably do a uh, episode dedicated to the DC movies, DC cartoon movies, or at, and animated movies, uh, because yeah, they are incredible. I mean, they're probably my favorite. Are, oh, totally, totally. And if you don't know, like you know, comic books, it's it's a great way to even kind of get a visual representation of that comic book that you maybe have not read. Like, mm-hmm. for example, the Batman Killing Joke, which is arguably one of the greatest Batman stories ever made. You know, you can you can actually watch it now, right? Yes, you can. So, um, yeah. I'll save my opinion for that when we actually do that episode. But also, uh, you have other ones like Batman Hush. And the one I'm thinking of, yeah. by the way, is uh, Justice League Gods and Monsters. That's the one, That's yes. That's the uh-huh. one. I could yeah, not yeah. remember. Yeah. Uh, but it yes. makes me excited, though, because I hope they do a death metal one. Oh, that would be fantastic. I would love that. Yeah. Are you reading yeah. death metal 2 right now or no? Uh, I, I, so I finished reading uh, The Batman Who Laughs, and I'm going through. I'm going to start going through the other uh, death metal. The, the first death metal? Yeah. Or I think it's just called metal. The second it, one's it, called... It, yeah. Metal, right? Yeah, the second yeah. one's called death metal. Yeah, death metal, death metal just came out uh, today, July 15th, uh, the number two. I haven't read it yet, but I heard it's supposed to be pretty good. I need to read them because yeah. You, know you need uh, to fucking read. It's not related to vampires. It's related to zombies. <laughs> you need to read the new DC, the new deceased uh, dead plan. I haven't added to my list though. Yeah, that one is. Is, fucking, is that your weekly recommendation for uh, reading? May, hey, maybe <laughs> we'll get to the, we'll, we'll figure that out at the end. Uh, oh man. Anyways, uh, okay, game, back continue. to the original question: Who yes. would I want to see as a a vampire? I feel like an easy cop out is saying Spider Man. Saying like teenage Peter Parker as a vampire, you know. Okay. You know, just like one, like say he's dating MJ, you know, and he has a, a thirst for blood, having to to learn to control that. Same thing, like he's already powerful. So can you imagine him with like the speed and uh, agility of a vampire? Well, he has agility already, but the speed of a vampire, uh, and like he already has to hold hold himself back when he's fighting criminals, holding himself back more when fighting them, and also. That I would like to see that, like that temptation he has on a daily basis, not to just like drain people dry. I feel like that would be a good story. Yeah, that would that would. Um, yeah, I think it'd be interesting. What would be? You know what my mind would be? And I'm, what? Such, I'm such a stickler for this. I I love this guy, and I don't know why I do, but I I, I think it'd be fucking insane, insane, if like Dark Side all of a sudden became a vampire too. <laughs> That'd be interesting, but like he's he's a tough enough asshole as it is. <laughs> no, totally right. Or or like, can you imagine like Galacticus had that power? Uh, oh the my! Well, I mean, he's the devourer of worlds. So like, what would he be? I guess that's true. Devour. Yeah, yeah that's true. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Well, then, okay. Then but there's that would be interesting to see. Like if what he had a that. Vampire like, Deadpool. See, no? I've I've read like um. It was like no Deadpool kills Deadpool, where there's like a ton of different Deadpools. I feel like he's crazy enough as it is. Yeah. I feel I don't know how good of a story that would be. I mean, it would be humorous, obviously. You'd get, all, I feel like it'd be too many, like, 
pop culture, like Twilight jokes, Dracula quips, things like that. I would want something with like more significance of a story if we're going to like make someone a vampire. Okay. Um, real quick side note. Are you going to get the Deadpool floating head or, you know, whatever head? The, the talking head? No. Yeah. What? No, it, it, it has to be Nolan North that voices it. I cannot do anyone else voicing Deadpool. Not, not, count, not, not counting the movies. I was going to say not counting okay. the movies. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I just can't do it. I heard it. And it's like a voice actor who closely resembles Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. But for me, if I'm reading something Deadpool, the voice that comes in my head is Nolan North because he was my first introduction to Deadpool, uh, like voiced. Okay. And I think it was uh, Marvel vs. Capcom. You got oh the game you're saying yeah the game the game gotcha. and then I went back and like played Marvel Ultimate Alliance which I didn't care for the voice acting on that so I mean like I get what you're saying I totally do I think um, I think my thing is like with um, with with the voice acting I would think that it would be a no brainer to do Ryan Reynolds right obviously because then yeah. it's like you know you sell that premium voice. But I'm going right. to they just couldn't afford to pay him, I guess. Probably not. Uh, I would I would assume not. That's a very expensive, even if for like you'd have fewer lines if you're gonna pay for Ryan Reynolds to sure. to do it. But, but then again, like he like talks about how much he loves his character. Clearly clearly not that much. <laughs> I mean, at the I end mean of I suppose they have talks, to make right? a paycheck eventually, yeah, right? right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Shit, they go, baby gay, you want you to be dead for you. You're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. I am a shitty voice actor. Yeah. You can ask my D D group. But. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> You can, you can ask me. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. I think, um, so I'm going to buy it and I'm going to tell you why I'm going to buy it. Okay. I feel like that head is going to be an incredibly hot item when it comes out. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. And because of that, I just want to keep it in my, and it looks, and it's pretty well, it looks like it's pretty well made. It doesn't look super yeah. cheap, which is nice. Uh, I just hope that it isn't that cheap when you actually get it. And the fact that his eyes actually move and then you see his yeah. mouth move as well. Like I was like, Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. I don't know. I think there's lots of good things about it, but I told, I totally see what you're saying, mm-hmm. but uh, I guess I have to return your Christmas gift. Now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. It, it's just a personal preference for me. Like I think uh, Nolan North's a fantastic voice actor. I met him after he, they did the Deadpool game, mm-hmm. uh, which not a very great game because you know, Activision slashed the budget on it. That's um, right. Yeah, yeah. But just, it, his voice acting is top tier for me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fair. I mean, he Nolan North is also the voice of Drake's in charge, right? Yeah, yeah. Nathan Drake. He's he's done uh, like a lot of different ones. He's uh, he seems to be on Retainer for Rick and Morty as well. Oh really? Uh, yeah, I've heard him in several episodes. Oh nice. Uh, yeah. Completely off subject now, but anyways, yes. <laughs> uh, okay, but, that, that's that's cool. What do you what do you think now? Okay, so do you have a favorite storyline then, or no? Like vampire storyline. For vampires, not really, because I'm like going back through and like reading uh, vampires. I like I said, I loved the reintroduction of Dracula in into the X Men universe, okay. and I thought that was very well done. Like, absolutely read it because where they're gonna go with it, I think it's gonna be amazing. He will be, you know, a fantastic antagonist. Um, but what I completely forgot is the last season of Buffy the Vampire Slayer actually got converted into a comic book. It did. Yeah, it did. Yes. It did. Yeah, I forgot about that too. I, I'm reading through that right yeah. now. It's interesting. It, it starts off, I think, like at the beginning of the series though. Really? Like her in, yeah, her introduction to being a Slayer. Like her just sense. moving into the town. Yeah. Yeah, which, which is nice for me because I haven't watched Buffy in quite a long time. I think it's on Netflix or something. But but yeah, so it's, it's cool to see. I like the art style. You know, they resemble all the characters. Uh, the art is actually by Dan Mora, uh, and it's written by Jordi Belair. And it, it's a nice reintroduction to it. It's actually published by uh, Boom uh, Studios as well, or Boom Comics. Oh, yeah. 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 Boom is, like, kind of impressing me right now with their shit, man, because I, I'm kind of new to Boom Comics. I don't really know them that well <laughs> Same yet. Same here. And uh, my introduction with them was uh, through Faithless, and uh, which also that just came out today on July 15th, uh, Faithless number two. Faithless oh, did two. It? Number two, and now let me tell you about that cover. So uh-huh. I got the uh, I got the connecting cover for the mm-hmm. previous issue. Man, yeah. it's gonna be one wild ass connected full cover, dude. It's is just, it? It's just orgies. That's all it is. Just an orgy. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. No, I can't judge anymore. Twenty twenty. <laughs> um, okay. Now, what did you? Now, when it comes to vampires. So, okay, so let's talk about Blade real quick. Let's talk about Blade movies. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Obviously, Blade one is phenomenal. Blade 2 is 
Okay. It's and okay. Blade 3 is subpar. See, a lot of people say like Blade 3 is trash. I love it, but that's also because I'm a big Ryan Reynolds fan. That's what I'm saying, but take that out of the picture, though. No, it, it's, it's okay. It's, movie, it's, <laughs> it's not great. It's It definitely does not hold up, you know, or anything like that. And it's definitely like a lot more like lighthearted tone. I feel like they just kind of like pumped it out. I was like, we're going to do a trilogy. And, you know, uh, but I I don't know. I'm, I'm still a fan of the series. I mean, I, I love Wesley Snipes playing Blade. I'm of interested course. to see how they bring him uh, not West Simes, but how they bring Blade back uh, into this, you know, new MCU, especially with them doing things like a Morbius movie as well, you know? Yeah, which is going to be, is that coming out this year or no? Not anymore, right? I have no idea. Uh, Morbius movie. It was supposed to come out this year, but I'm sure with everything, like it got pushed back. Now, when it comes to- oh, March 2021. Uh, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, no, not, who, do you, who do you who do you think wins that fight, Blade or Morbius? Depending on where Blade is, I'd say Blade, like where he is, like in his history of being a vampire slayer. Okay. I definitely say Blade, especially you know the experience. I mean, being half vampire, you know, you kind of even the playing field. I feel like he he has a leg up, especially with uh, what is it, Whistler uh, on on his side oh, as well. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah, being his like weapons manufacturer. Yeah, yeah. And things like that. I, it'd be interesting to see, but I don't think that's ever going to happen. Because, no. go I'm ahead. sorry, go, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I don't think we'd ever see a crossover like that because Sony's like building their own well, uh, I mean, universe I mean, comic with, book wise. with Sony. Oh, comic book wise. That would be a really interesting read. And I, I would have to probably say Blade. I feel like they already probably did that. They would have to have done that by now. You'd think, right? Because they are both uh, Marvel characters. Right. So probably, they probably did. I just don't know. What do you know? Okay, so Blade One. Let's talk about that. What is your, what is your favorite scene in Blade One? Oh, I got to go back and watch it. But uh, the the line that always sticks with me, which I feel like it sticks with everybody, is "Motherfuckers always be ice skating uphill," <laughs> <laughs> which oh is a God. ridiculous line. Does yeah. not fit at all. And the CG in that scene was so bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, so also bad. it was what the nine, mid nineties, right? It or, was. We were like, look what we can do with uh, technology now. And it's just like, yeah. I always feel like everybody talks about the awesome blood rave scene. See, I'm not a big fan of it. It's a little weird. Wait, why? Like that's because you have like a shower of blood. They're You're wasting blood. You're wasting blood. Yeah, but they're vampires. Do shots, shots (laughs) of blood make every drop count? Yeah, but you're telling me that okay, so we're vampires, right? Yeah. These two beautiful women say, "Hey, I want you to come to this this vampire rave." Okay, cool. Let's go. So we go. And then, you know, we're doing our thing. And then it's raining with blood on these beautiful women. And they say, oh, hey, uh, look it off me. You're going to be like, no, I'd rather do a shot. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say that's going to be a bitch to clean later. It's going to stain my clothes. I did not think this through. There's not enough Tide pens in the world to clean this out. I feel like if you're thinking about that, God, they fucked up making you a vampire. (laughs) They're just like, uh, man, we got like the most anal guy to be a vampire. (laughs) my god um, to be honest i'd be just the idiot doing parlor tricks with my vampire abilities like what like parkour uh, uh, not necessarily parkour but just like uh i don't know something with like super speed where like i like disappear and then reappear somewhere else you would just be the lamest vampire you know that right <laughs> like uh, what's your what's your what's your name bro oh, I'm, I'm baby gabe the vampire yeah. like uh, wait, what'd you say her name was a baby gabe <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would knowing me, I would try to do an accent as well, trying to be like a vampire. Oh yeah, you're trying that to be Transylvania a, type oh of thing. Oh my god, be the game. I'm sorry uh, if, if I offended anybody with my accent. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't even know what you're trying to do anyway. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, Blade Two. Now, Blade Two. I'm gonna be honest with you. I barely remember. I barely remember Blade Two. I remember watching it. And I thought I liked it. Mm-hmm. Now I haven't seen it probably since I was a, a young young person, so I don't know if I still like it. And then when I saw Blade Three, I was like, I mean, it was I, okay. So it was it was very early two thousands, right? So it, and it definitely feels like an early two thousands movie, right? Because right, I right. feel like early two thousands action, horror, and like sci fi all kind of blended in together back in then because i feel like the 2000s were tricky for everything right when it came to fashion when it came to gaming everything because it was like oh we're not we're not in the you know the old days anymore we're in the future <laughs> you know yeah uh, i don't know i just feel like we never kind of caught where it needed to go and then obviously fast forward to many years later 
I think uh, one movie I forget about all the time in the comic book is uh, 30 Days of Night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, I feel like a lot of people forget about that 30 Days of Night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that had Josh Hartnett, I think, in the movie. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it was Josh Hartnett was in that. Josh Hartnett was in that, and then I want to say somebody else. And there's also this another movie I saw. Uh, Melissa George. Melissa George, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's another movie I saw, and I, I don't know if it was based on a comic book or not. I feel like it would have been, but it was called Daybreakers? Yes, I do remember that. I don't know if that was uh, based off of a comic book, but I, I remember liking it. I know it didn't get the greatest reviews. It was like, oh, nine. It is a comic book. Is it a comic book? Oh, yeah. I got to read that. Uh, I don't know. I have to read that. Oh, wait, no. Maybe not. Maybe not. Ah, uh, you got my hopes wait, up. Wait, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. No, it's not. My bad. No? Oh, damn. <laughs> there's, a, there's, okay, a, there's, a, there's another Netflix show called Daybreak. And that's where I thought it was. No. Oh, uh, okay. But you're yeah. talking about Daybreakers, the movie, right? I think with, it's, it's uh, called Daybreakers, right? With Ethan yeah, Hawke? Yeah, there's a movie yeah, with, Ethan, with Ethan Hawke. Yeah, yeah. Ethan yeah, Hawke. Yeah, uh, I, I, I actually... I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'll always be my Green Goblin. Yeah. Uh, for people who yeah, don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about William Dafoe. <laughs> yeah. William Dafoe is fantastic. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, so that was like whole like uh, like corporate vampires, things like that. And mm-hmm, they essentially mm-hmm. have succeeded in like what every vampire like fiction wants to do is like farm humans. Okay. And so they, they essentially like have them as like blood banks and things like that. Yeah, no, that was a, I remember visually being like, wow, this movie is like so cool to look at, but God, it was so boring. (laughs) It was a bit slower thinking back about it. Yeah, that was 11 years ago too, wow. Yeah. 11 years Uh, ago. Yeah, 11 years ago, that's crazy. Yeah, we're old. Uh, (laughs) I am at least. You are, Uh, I'm getting there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know what I want to talk about? Maybe not in this episode, but eventually, I would like to talk about Dark City. Dark City? You don't know Dark City? I don't. All right, well, everybody get mad at uh, Baby Gabe. Uh, Ooh, Dark, baby. Dark City. Um, that was a fucking. Oh my god, it's such a good movie. Jennifer Con- Jeff- Jennifer Connelly is in it, and then Kiefer Sutherland's in it. Um, just watch it. Watch Dark City. Uh, and in fact, if watch Dark City, and then you and I will record a twenty-minute bonus episode. That'd be cool. Yeah. I'm being serious because it is yeah. one of the greatest, one of the greatest like neo noir movies I've ever seen. Uh, it's incredibly like stylistic it makes you think like oh man maybe there's going to be a uh, like a sequel or a reboot for this like it's, it's just it's something so special so please dark city you watch that soon Let's, we'll record a 20 minute bonus episode that'd be cool or your thoughts on it yeah for sure i don't know where oh, okay. you can watch it on it's on video i think i'm sure i'll find it yeah to rent yeah, or something right give it i'll give it a watch uh yeah but uh anyways uh what's our time at uh we are at 49 minutes but that is with a little bit of uh dead air so probably like 45 minutes um i know we're missing hella shit oh for vampire stuff yeah. yes yes <laughs> yeah, but yeah. What, I was, what i was gonna ask you though okay so you know they are bringing blade back yes they are what what type of genre do you think it would be like action horror it's probably gonna be action horror i imagine action horror yeah okay so what do you think about combining like blade with the fight choreography of something like john wick you know, okay, I, I that's fine. I think that'd be great, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. because John Wick is amazing, so totally. But I feel like it's be, that's becoming a thing now, where it's like, oh, the people who did John Wick's fighting now did this movie. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and it's like that's gonna start getting a little played out because it's like, yeah, I get it. John John Wick <laughs> definitely reinvented the way we did action scenes yes. in a long time, in a long, yes. long time, right? Totally. Like it definitely like it made it made action sequences awesome again right like it mm-hmm. made him not just the same old blurry shot you know bad yeah. boy style you know michael bay whatever it's like mm-hmm. it definitely it definitely reinvented that and obviously you know the one shots the the quick shots you know everything that they did dude i totally get it but i'm starting to worry because what there was other movies that just did that had those same styles right um the daredevil netflix show actually did that as well What's the they John were, Wick people? They, i don't know if that was the john wick people but i'm talking about like that type of fighting style okay they where they did like a one shot of uh, Daredevil fighting like a dozen people, really? and then they did they did another scene like that in season two, and I think they did something similar to that in uh, I want to say the Punisher or it was uh, the Defenders, I think actually. Okay. Yeah, so it, it definitely I I get what you're saying. You don't want to make it too much of a trope. Yeah, well, because I'm also meaning too that the people who did that are actually like being asked to do other movies all the time. Yeah. Um. What is it? Uh, Chad Stileski is the fight 
uh, choreographer for John Wick, and I know oh. he for the first movie. Um, he had Daniel Hernandez as a, like a co-coordinator. Daniel oh. Hernandez actually just did the fight choreography for for the old guard. That's uh, what it was. Just came the out this last week. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because everybody's losing their shit about the old guard, but it's just yeah. because of uh, the action, right? Right. Uh, but it actually doesn't have the best reviews. But uh, oh, really? Um, yeah, my wife looked it up. Apparently, people uh, don't care for it as much because it doesn't hold up as well as the comic book does. Yeah, I, I haven't read that comic book in a long time, but I, I own the first one. Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take yeah, and they, they, they just revived the series because of the movie. Oh, they revived it? I didn't know that. Yeah, they're, they're doing another uh, Old Guard series because oh, they're really? setting up the Old Guard as a franchise. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and, and I get not wanting, you know, the whole John Wick style uh, fight choreography to, you know, become a trope. But I feel like if it's normalized in action sequences, I'm more than okay with that because I was not a fan of the whole shaky cam fast movement fight choreography where you sure, honestly cannot sure, even sure. see what is happening. So I want weren't. to see... Huh? Right, maybe you weren't, but the thing was, it became a trope for a reason, right? Right. So then it's going to be the same shit with fucking John Wick. <laughs> yeah, it, it'll be the same shit, but I prefer John Wick's style fight choreography over, you know, and again, what we've had for bad. like the last decade. Right. No, 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 I get it. Yeah. I just, I get you don't, you'd prefer it not to be overplayed. I mean, like, look, Blade will probably have action sequences like that, like, more yeah. say it, like, totally. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just feel like. I don't know. I just don't want us to get like, oh, from the because again, I feel like I see the name a lot. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm just making it bigger in my head, but I, I mm-hmm. swear I see that name a lot now. Where it's like, oh, from the fighter, the fight sequence people from John Wick, or the people who did this from John Wick. It's like, again, John Wick's a phenomenal movie, and, and surprising that it's not a comic book, but it's um, I think but it, it is, is an amazing video game. It's an, wait, is it? Yeah, John Wick Hex done by uh, Wait, Double Games. Yes, it is good. But it's not an action game, right? It is a. It's almost like a real time strategy. So like you, you decide your actions, uh, like and then you almost like have you played Super Hot? Yeah, I played Super Hot. Almost similar to that, where like things move slower, and you, like you decide your actions, and um and then like your action sequences play out, and then like the enemies move against you. Yeah, I'm not okay. doing it justice. It's it's a really good game though. Interesting. And it, it does do justice uh, to like the John Wick film. Okay. Uh, because you also have uh, Austin Wintry doing the, the composition, uh, Troy Baker doing the voice acting. Okay. Fantastic game. Okay. Uh, maybe Absolutely I'll, recommend it. I'll have to try it out there, maybe. Maybe, uh, Gabe, you asked me what my comic recommendation would be. And yes. I, I think I said, what did I say? <laughs> I don't remember because it was like half a <laughs> <laughs> um, Oh, fuck, It's something you've just been reading, right? Death metal? death metal, right? Yeah, I think it was metal. Yeah, no. metal and death metal. You well, mentioned it. You that's said it's not good. I recommend, anyways. But no. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'd probably say my recommendation for the week. Um, you know, it's, it's so it's funny. This it's a, you know, it's a very temperamental subject. It's about suicide, and it's called Seven Days to Fame. Okay. Uh, Seven Days to Fame was an indie comic uh, written by uh, I can never say his last name, but Buddy. Oh Holly. My God. But he's Glaro. Oh, God damn it. We apologize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just edit this out. <laughs> no? <laughs> yeah, I can edit it out, but I mean, it doesn't hurt that you took a shot at the name. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll get rid of it. What's this fucking name? Okay. Uh, Seven Days to Fame by Buddy mm-hmm. Scalera, Nick Diaz, and John. Uh, state Statima, Statima. Uh, yeah, okay. this, this came out back in 2004 or five, um, and it's like a, it's an indie comic because it's from a it's from a company called After Hours Press, and it is a it's a comic book that's it's it's only three a three uh, three issue series mm-hmm. that never and from my understanding there's never been a sequel, uh, but Seven Days to Fame is basically about this uh, like a late night TV host right, and the ratings are going down and they're trying to find a way to boost stuff up. Well, basically, okay. this girl comes on the show. She tells her story. And at the very end of the show, nobody knew this. She literally kills herself right in the front of the TV. Oh, shit. She blows her brains out. Once uh, she does that, the rating is just skyrocket. Right. So then what he's doing is he starts looking for people who want to kill themselves uh, on, on air. Wow. So they come on TV. They tell their story for seven days. And then they kill themselves. 
So that becomes like a huge thing. And it plays the idea of like, you know, what, what Americans find good in television, what makes good television, how falling people, how far people are willing to go just to be famous. Cause mm-hmm. some people get kill themselves in the book because of the fact that they want to be famous. Okay. So they become the talk of the town at the end, like, right. It's like, Oh wow. So-and-so, you know, her story was so crazy that she killed herself and now she's super famous. Right. Uh, yeah. So seven days to fame. I don't want to give the whole story away, but you should mm-hmm. try to find it. It's fairly cheap. I think you can find it even on eBay, like a full run for like maybe okay. 10 bucks total. I don't know if it's on Comixology. I don't think so. Um, but seven days to fame, uh, three issues, Buddy Scalera, Nick Diaz, uh, and John St- uh, Statima. Yeah, check them out. Check it out. Uh, Baby Gabe, you should read it because it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's definitely a, an interesting read and it can hit you hard in the heart sometimes. Yeah, I was gonna say, it sounds like a heavy topic. Yeah, very much. I and mean, then, but that's what we do. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Especially, uh, the, we do silly and heavy at the same time. Uh, right, yeah. We, I mean, it's about, you know, bringing awareness, things like that. Yeah, and of course, you know, it is, you know, if you obviously have any suicidal tendencies or triggers, you probably shouldn't read it. Because uh, it is, I mean, people do kill themselves consistently in that book. Um, uh, but yeah, just, I, I cannot recommend enough to read that book. So please try to find it. Um, I actually am trying my hardest to get Buddy Scalera on the show. So hopefully I can make that happen. Oh, okay. Uh, but yes, uh, without further ado, that's pretty much my recommendation, my recommendation of the week. Seven days to fame, uh, by after hours press. I'm going to have to check, definitely going to have to check that one out. Uh, baby Gabe, you have any last thoughts? Um, no, um, honestly, I was going to go to my, uh, what I would recommend for reading is if you haven't read the novel for Bram Stoker's Dracula, check out the comic book for Bram Stoker's Dracula by uh, Mike Mignola. And yeah, so art by Mike Mignola, written by obviously Bram Stoker and also Roy Thomas. It, like I said, it, it before, it's a great introduction to the character. Or just a refresher if, you, if it's been a while since you've read the book and you would like to see like, how they visualize it. It's a really good comic book. Awesome. All right. That was our little tangent today, this week for a little something to hold people over until we get to come back with some awesome stuff. Uh, next week, we got some really big stuff coming. Uh, it's going to be a really nice special interview. I will say that. It's actually our first group interview. Uh, so that'll be, well, I guess, no, it's not technically because, yeah, but that wasn't like an interview, really. This is going to be a, an interview. Yeah, this is, this is going to be an interview. It's going to be fun. We're going to talk about uh, what they do, what they bring to the table, and their story. And I want to say their name, but I can't yet. So I'll just tell you this. It's going to be pretty lit. That's what I'll say. Uh, Baby Gabe knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, so with that being said, uh, thank you again, everybody, for joining us. I uh, would really appreciate it. Remember to love each other, respect each other, and we'll see you next week.